the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, and welcome to Everyday Living. I'm your host, Dr. Trudy. I'm excited to be sharing with you today part two of finding your identity in Christ alone. You don't want to miss this. Stay with me. Grab your pen and paper, and I'll be right back with Everyday Living with Dr. Trudy, part two, finding your identity in Christ. This is the Dr. Trudy Podcast, where together we learn to choose faith over fear, contentment over chaos, where we discover what it takes to live a life of victory. Dr. Trudy Simmons has a PhD in counseling. She's a certified life coach, a television host. She's completed 12 Ironman competitions. But if you were to ask her who she is, she'd tell you she's a woman of faith, a wife, and a mother. She's an overcomer with a calling and a gift for helping others to pull through the tough stuff. Thanks for joining us today. Here again is Dr. Trudy. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Trudy, the host of Everyday Living. Thanks for tuning in today. If you listened to my podcast last week, we were talking about your identity in Christ and I gave you some uh, steps and some tools about who you are in Christ. And so I want to do this today as part two of your identity in Christ. You know, last week I asked you the question, I asked you who and what defines you? What is your identity and where is your identity? This, these questions, many people struggle to answer because too often, as I said last week, we base our identity on what we do from the job to the roles, to the relationships. We define ourselves. We let the world define us and we let other people define us. And the truth is that God never intended us to find our identity outside of Christ. So if you didn't um, write down last week where you got your identity and what defines you, I would encourage you just to ask the Lord where you have that faulty belief. Where are you getting your identity that is not um, based on what God says about you? You know, if we get our identity on with anything else other than God, we're going to live a life as an emotional, in a, an emotional roller coaster ride because, you know, people are fighting just like they did with Jesus. One minute they praised him, the next minute they shouted, crucify him. And we have people in our lives, people who are supposed to love us and support us. One minute they are all for us and encouraging us, and the next minute they're out of our life. And so we truly have to learn who we are in Jesus Christ and find our identity and completely and totally and grounded and rooted in who he says we are and what he says about us. And so I encourage you, if you didn't listen to last week's, that you will um, go ahead and listen to that. And then um, grab your paper and pen and let's just dive in. I'm going to give you six more um, places that you're, where your identity is 
and I'm going to give you lots of scripture. But before I do, I just want to thank you again for tuning in to Everyday Living with Dr. Trudy. Um, I'm a, a wife, a mom, a life coach, a counselor, an ordained minister, an avid athlete. But most of all, I am a daughter of the Most High God. And I used to struggle with all these um, these things that I share with you on my podcast. And you know, if God can set me free then he can truly set you free because I am living proof. So never believe that you're alone. Never believe that you're beyond repair because God has great things for you. And in fact, scripture says that God sees you whole because he created you in his image. He doesn't see your brokenness. He understands your hurt and pain, but he doesn't look at you and see you broken. He looks at you and sees you fearfully and wonderfully made in his image, lacking no good thing. It's when we allow the enemy to get in our head and start to take control, we start to lose our focus of who God says we are. All right, so let's dive into these next six um, things that God says you are. Um, The number one, number one is you are heard. God always hears and responds to your prayers when you're connected to him through Jesus Christ. Feel free to confidently express any of your thoughts and feelings to God at any time, expecting him to listen to you and to answer your prayers according to what is best for you. Jeremiah 29, 12 and 13 says, Then you will call on me and come and pray and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. And I think that last verse, that last sentence is the key. When we seek him with our whole heart, when we seek after God and want nothing else but to be in his presence and to bask in his love, we seek him, we will find him. You know, I was talking to a counselee the other day and I was like, you know, sometimes we can't hear God or we don't think God hears us. And that's when we need to check our heart. Is there bitterness? Is there anger? Is there unforgiveness? Is there anything in our heart that we need to repent of, that we need to be forgiven of so that there we are in right relationship, in right standing with God? So if you feel far away from God, I want you to know today that he hears you and he sees you. But you are probably the one who've, who've moved either through bitterness or unforgiveness or rejection. And you've got to make your heart right. And all you have to do is say, Father, I repent. Forgive me and bring me into right relationship with you. First Peter three twelve says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. We have to keep our hearts pure before the Lord. First John five fifteen says, And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know we will have what we have asked of him. We have to make sure again that we are in right relationship with Jesus Christ. Because he never he never moves. He's always right there with us. We just need to believe and know that he hears us and come to him in prayer and petition with a right heart. Number two, you are a new creation in Christ. Jesus placed a new spirit within you when you began a relationship with him. So at the core, you're a new person. You're not who you used to be. However, you'll keep learning and growing every day for the rest of your life as you gradually become more like Jesus. It's kind of like he put a new story in your heart. He put a new story in your mind. He put a new song 
in your voice. The old is gone and the new is here and we've got to embrace the new. But what the enemy comes in and does is tries to remind of mind us of our past. And when he does that, when he comes knocking at the door of your past, all you need to do is tell Jesus Christ to answer that door because you've already dealt with that past. Second Corinthians five seventeen says, therefore, if anyone is a new creation, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. The new is here. First Peter one, three says, praise be to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Our hope and our newness comes from Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Number three, you are forgiven. Since Jesus paid the price that God's justice demands for your sin and took God's wrath for you upon himself, you are forgiven from all your sins, past, present, and future, when you place your trust in Jesus Christ. You can thank Jesus for forgiving you by obeying his commands to forgive others who have harmed you and to seek forgiveness from people you have harmed. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God has forgiven you. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. You already are forgiven. You're forgiven. You for, And you know, one thing about forgiveness um, is when we learn to love and obey God, we're not going to want to sin anyway. We're going to want to walk in his footsteps and, and be obedient to what he has called us to be obedient to. But just knowing that you're forgiven. There's so much grace and mercy and love in the heart of God that wants you to walk around free from forget free from being un, having an unforgiving heart. And you know, a lot of people want to hold on to that unforgiveness because they um, feel that they're owed that. The only thing holding on to your unforgiveness does, it's like drinking poison, thinking the other person is going to die from it. Unforgiveness will eat you alive from the inside out. And that's one reason why God truly wants us to forgive from the heart, because he wants us to be free. So if there's somebody you're struggling to forgive today, I encourage you to seek Father God, to get some alone time with Him, a paper and a pen, and ask Him to truly help you. And if you need more help, reach out to me. I have a great tool on how to help you forgive other people. But today I want you to know that you are fully forgiven and accepted in Jesus Christ. Number four, you're adopted. As a Christian, you've been adopted into God's family. The work of your big brother, Jesus on the cross, has made it possible for you to become one of the sons or daughters of God the Father. So that makes your main goal of life is learning how to know, love, and trust God as your Father. You know, I adopted a, a we adopted a little girl into our family, and, and adoption is a beautiful thing because you choose that. You choose to adopt. And so Father God looked down at you and he chose to adopt you into his family because he loves you. Romans 8, 15 and 17 says, The spirit you receive does not make you a slave so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought you brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. And that just makes me want to shout. 
Hallelujah and amen, because we are part of God's family. He chose us before the beginning of foundation. He chose us. And I just think that just shows his love for us. Ephesians 1, 5, 4 and 5 says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. That is who you are. You're adopted into the family of righteousness. Number five, you're rewarded. God will reward you for everything faithful and holy that you do as a Christian. Although you can't earn your salvation, after you've been saved, you can earn rewards in heaven for the work you do for serving God. And the thing I want to point out here is that God will reward you. He will tell you when you stand face to face with him, well done, good and faithful servant. And that's what we all want to hear. Well done, good and faithful servant. The rewards we receive on earth cannot even compare to the reward we will see when we will receive when we see Father God face to face. So don't don't be so upset if you're not uh um, encouraged or rewarded um, here on earth because our, our reward is in heaven and that will be so much greater. Colossians 2, 23 and 24. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you'll receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Jesus Christ you are serving. And then Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for in proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And again, I really want to encourage you, do not look for man for your reward. Do not look for man for your accolations. Do not look for man for acceptance or approval in what you do. Keep your eyes focused on God. So when you stand before him, he's not going to ask you, what your friend did or what your husband did or what your boss did. He's going to ask you what you did with what he gave you. And then he'll be able to say, well done, good and faithful servant, because you stayed the course and did what all he encouraged you to do and equipped you to do. All right. Last one for today is you are victorious. I love this one. You are victorious. You know, we can walk around with a victim mentality or a victorious mentality. We can walk around in self-pity or we can walk around in powerful. It just depends on where we are and what we're focusing on. So I want you to get this deep into your soul. You are victorious. Jesus has given you the power to ultimately overcome, (coughs) excuse me, overcome evil, sin, and death. Use the spiritual weapons at your disposal as a Christian. Truth, righteousness, the gospel, faith, salvation, scripture, prayer, worship, and the strength to stand in spiritual battles, trusting that you can always emerge victorious. God gave us the armor to put on you know, each and every day. In fact, we don't even need to take it off. We have the, the armor and that and God's word and worship and all the other things I mentioned that can keep us victorious. We have the mind of Christ. And when we can really realize that we are so loved by the Father 
We are so loved and accepted by the Father. We don't need acceptance by man. And even though circumstances may not be exactly how we want them, we are loved and God has given us everything we need. And so we can walk in victory each and every single day, keeping our eyes focused on Jesus Christ. First John 5, 4 says, For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. John sixteen thirty three. I have told you these things so that in me you will have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome this world. Victory is in Jesus. Victory is in Jesus. Keeping your eyes on Jesus and you will walk victoriously every day. Life, like I said, may not happen the way you want it to happen because in this world you will have trouble. But if we keep our eyes focused on Jesus Christ, we will be able to walk victorious every single day. And I just hope that resonates with you today. I hope that these six steps will help you walk in your true identity. You are the daughter and the son of the Most High God. You are the righteousness of Christ. You are fearfully and wonderfully made in His image, and you lack no good thing. Embrace what God says about you today. And I pray that you do that. Lord, I just ask for each person listening today that you will have a, that they will have a supernatural love encounter with you that rocks their world and changes their life for you, Father God. Let them know how much you love them and how much you accept them. And I just pray blessings over each person today in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, thank y'all for tuning in today for Everyday Living with Dr. Trudy. I hope to see you and hear from you. You can write me at drtrudysimmons at gmail.com. You can find me at thechristianview.tv and everydayliving.com. And I hope to hear from you. Take care, and I'll talk to you next time here on Everyday Living. Thanks for listening to the Dr. Trudy Podcast. Learn more and get in touch with us at trudysimmons.net. That's trudysimmons.net. And help us to reach others with these encouraging messages of hope and inspiration by simply sharing them with your friends on your favorite social media platform. God bless, and thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you again soon, right here on the Dr. Trudy Podcast.